I talk to myself in my you. head all the time, so. Oh, I'm sure. There's many voices in there. <laughs> so it's always clear to the people in my head. Right. <laughs> Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time and a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. Disciplining kids may be the hardest part of being a parent. Most parents are equipped to feed and clothe their children, but that's just the bare minimum of parenthood. There are many idealistic ways to raise kids that sound great, but that are very difficult to put into practice realistically. Sometimes you're exhausted or frustrated, and kids are very good about pushing the boundaries. Today, we are going to dive deeper into what type of discipline actually works and the why behind them. Welcome to this episode of the Family Order Podcast. This is our eighth and final part of our summer series on parenting. Today, we want to have a discussion regarding disciplining kids in ways that work and ways that don't. In episode 30, we discussed disciplining kids on a very broad level, Many of the items that we discussed dealt with disciplining kids in more of an idealistic way. So, for example, we talked about teaching kids versus punishing, being consistent, and more. Let's be honest. It's not easy to be consistent when you're rushed or tired. It's also not so black and white. Sometimes kids just need to be punished when they're doing something that they know they shouldn't be doing. Honestly, it's really hard to determine which punishments work and which ones don't. Punishments that have a purpose and ones that fit the crime tend to be more effective and tend to stick. This, in a nutshell, is our definition of disciplining children. So kids can be very creative when it comes to pushing boundaries or pushing your buttons and testing a parent and their rules. Parents with kids are already very aware of the number of things they never thought they would have to say to a child. Telling your daughter not to put deodorant on her neck. I never (laughs) thought that would ever happen. Stop taking the the floor registers. Yeah. The floor vent registers. Brayden likes to pull those out (laughs) for some reason. I just never thought that would be a thing. Recently, we've had to revisit some of our boundaries with our kids and even ourselves, to be honest. KJ is nine years old, and she completely takes advantage of times when we give in. That's partially our fault, but when you give her an inch, she will take a mile. Or five. Or five. She is the epitome (laughs) of that saying. She's why that saying was made. (laughs) Examples of this are arguing and negotiating with us when we say... She's a master negotiator. She always... And that's her That's her being a strong-willed child. We yeah. were told this about yeah. her being a strong-willed early child. On. Very early, early on. on. She always has to get the last word. That's her personality. And she has the wear-down tactic. Just, yes. Just death by a thousand cuts. Just, just over and over and over until you're just... You're weak and you give in. 
when we say it's time to go to bed, time to turn the TV off, when she has to finish her dinner. It's always something. It, it's, it's always some argument. Five it's, more minutes. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm almost there. Hold on. Hold on. Just one more thing. Well, Mom, why do I have to do that? Do I have to eat all my dinner? And she took two bites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that enough? How many more bites? Just like constantly And I'll say you. five. And she'll say, how about three? It's a constant negotiation. And then we say, where's the wine? Yeah. So. so she knows when we are frustrated or tired mm-hmm. or how to get her way, and we will cave in to get her out of our hair. And she knows that. She yes. recognizes it. And she just pushes it way too far, and we blow up a little bit. So we are nice parents until we explode, and that's not good. So once that line is crossed, it is game over. Well, they both test you a lot more, I think, because yes. you tend to give in more. But both of us, when we've had enough, they know. Mm-hmm. They they know very well, and they don't they don't like that. Mm-hmm. I, so I don't I don't think KJ is trying to really get us angry, and trying to make us frustrated. I just I think she's constantly testing the the boundaries, and she also thinks that every thought that comes into her pretty little head needs to come out of her mouth. <laughs> every question, every thought that she's ever had has to come out right now. We're working to reestablish our boundaries by taking some things out of KJ's room every time she protests and every time we need to repeat ourselves or tell her things that she already knows the rules on, right? So basically what this means is that Cadence has a lot of little crap in her room. too much stuff, yeah. Too much crap, let's just be honest. And so I have a bin now in my closet and every time that it's not, it's non-negotiable. If, if if another word comes out of her mouth, once I tell her to do something, I say, go get me something. Right. And she goes to her room and she has to stand there and think for a moment mm-hmm. about, okay, what I did and now I have to give my mom something. And it's like, like it's little things, guys, like from those McDonald's Happy Meals from 12 years ago. or those plastic <laughs> toys, yeah. Little plastic toys. She did try to play me one time and bring me a single French fry. From her play kitchen. Her play kitchen. I said, no, 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 you're not going to play the system like that. That's not how that works. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she's very attached to her stuff. She always has been. Uh, She didn't have a sibling for a while. We didn't have uh, pets for a good portion of her life. So I think she got really attached to a lot of her stuff. Yes. And um, she. Unhealthy attachment to stuff. but, But it's interesting because now we're starting to see things that maybe she didn't value as much. She's already given up some things that, that I was we're like, surprised about. Huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought that would, would have meant a little bit more, but. Man, we just couldn't leave the dang store until you had that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she forget she even had it later. <laughs> Brayden's also going to start being told no much more often. He's uh, 17 months now. He, he's 17 months old. He's heard no. He knows what it means, but he's just so darn cute that he's mama's <laughs> boy and gets everything it's (laughs) but he's going to start learning what timeout is as well and keep in mind that he doesn't really know what the timeout part is he just knows he goes into his chair and gets told no when he's doing something and he knows that he's in trouble he knows he did something wrong um it's not so much like he needs to sit there for three minutes because number one that wouldn't happen but number two it's enough for him at this point just to know that he did something wrong. And you took him away from the situation. Right. The thing he wanted to be doing. But if we don't teach him, then he otherwise wouldn't learn. So how can a punishment with a purpose be consistent? 
Well, parents need to be consistent. So don't expect your kids to be consistent. That, that's all that means. You can't say no one time and then say okay the next time. It's really confusing for the kids. They don't know what the what the rule is. It's not a hard mm-hmm. black and white rule. It's now gray, yeah. and they're going to push it next time. Consistency is key, and that's true in a lot of things in right. life. Punishments need to be fair and not out of line. This includes punishments and discipline that fits the age of the child. Uh, that example with Braden was a very good example. Now with Cadence, when she gets a timeout, it's a real timeout. So you don't explode if they, I don't know, if they left the the kitchen door open, you know, the sliding door to the outside. I mean, you're not going to throw a fit about mm-hmm. that. Like if you if you get onto him about everything, that's that's not healthy. But the punishment needs to be productive as well to help teach a lesson. You know, like we said, needs to have a purpose. They need to know that you aren't just mad at them and you're not just punishing them, but they need to know what they did and they need to know what the rule actually is so that they understand what's going on here. Yeah, like we've said before, discipline is punishment with a purpose. So we've touched on discipline that we had as kids and we had friends and family members that had different types of punishments or rewards in their houses. But the biggest issue with discipline of all types is usually consistency. Boundaries and rules need to be set up in advance and they must be very clear. The rules then have to be enforced. But how? So for example, KJ has a strict bedtime, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Very strict. Evidently, according to everyone else, it's very strict. But we're kind of lackadaisical with it. 8 p.m. is when we sit down to read. Sometimes we start a bit early and other times she stays up late. Like if I'm really tired (laughs) and she'll say, mom, can I read in bed with you? And then I'll be like, yeah, go ahead. And I fall asleep and she falls asleep. And then Ben comes in at 10 and has to carry a 62 pound child. (laughs) But is that a confusing message to her when it's 815 Do we have the right to be angry with her for not being ready for bed? So are both parents following the same rule to the letter? In this example, no. (laughs) (laughs) So 8 p.m.-ish. Yeah, and we've even started reading at 745 uh sometimes too. So it's on both sides. Exactly. What's the actual rule here? So for us, basically it means when we say KJ... It's time to get ready for bed. She knows what it means. There is no question about that. It doesn't matter if it's 745 or 815. When we say it's time to get ready for bed, are your teeth brushed? Are your PJs on? Are you in bed with a story? Are the lights down? Are Is your nightlight on? So it has to be predictable for kids so that they know the rules. How many times have you told a kid something that you thought was clear in your head but it wasn't in how the child received it in the message. And it took us a few years uh, of repeating this process with KJ mm-hmm. every oh single goodness. night. Yeah. And it's not just nighttime, it's morning too. Right. Morning routines mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, many different things. But she's pretty good. She knows when it's lunchtime. She knows when it's <laughs> breakfast time. It's funny it's about food usually, but uh, she's pretty good about knowing the time and knowing a schedule and mm-hmm. a sense of, okay, it's this time of day, here's what we should probably be doing. And she's starting to help with, with B a little bit when mm-hmm. he needs something, um, certain time of day or something. 
But also, if you want to check out more on the discipline uh, conversation, we did an episode. I think it was episode 30. Mm -hmm. So if you want to check that out, um, you could learn a little bit more. What are some punishments that work? One punishment that can work when you're disciplining your kids is chores. Now, this can't be taken too far or your kids will grow up to abhor housework. But this is a productive way to teach them a lesson. This can include schoolwork, too. And since KJ is homeschooled, this is great. We'll just say, look, we're going to print you some worksheets out. You're going to go in there and work on them. It's not the funnest way to learn, but it's at least productive. And yes, she doesn't really like it, but it gets the point across that if you continue to push it, we're taking your computer away. You're not learning Mm -hmm. interactively. Mm -hmm. This could be many other things, but she actually enjoys, you know, cleaning. There are certain things that she doesn't enjoy as much as others. And we need a house clean, so here you go. You know, this is your punishment. Punishment with a purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. We're teaching and, you know, also You're not just putting them in timeout and then it's like the slate is wiped clean. Well, but we're also not putting them to work and just getting free labor out of them. Exactly. It's not (laughs) like I'm making her clean with a toothbrush or something. Yeah. We're not making her do anything that we're not willing to do. Right. It's not overly difficult. It's not the dirtiest thing in the house. It's not the, Mm -hmm. you know, the worst thing to be doing, but at least it teaches her okay this wasn't good i need to straighten up Mm -hmm. Um, another punishment that can work is removing the toys this includes technology most kids are very attached to their favorite toys and their tech that includes phones ipads and tv see the previous episode absolutely (laughs) (laughs) another one that can work is take away the friend privileges Mm -hmm. kids love their friends especially as they get older and this is likely the biggest reward or privilege that they want to keep Mm -hmm. they may not realize it's a privilege it is not a right so the biggest thing that we can do is say no your friend's not coming over to stay the night or you're not going over there to stay the night sorry Mm -hmm. and they'll likely protest and they'll argue and negotiate and say they're sorry and everything else but That's one of the biggest things. So we tell KJ when she has a sleepover coming up or time with friends, we say, okay, well, you need to be good and earn that Mm -hmm. ahead of time. Also, early bedtime is uh, another good punishment that can work. Do any of us know a kid that actually likes to go to bed early? I think every kid tries to stay up as late as they can. They don't like going to sleep Mm -hmm. um, unless they're extremely tired. Yeah. And lastly, timeouts. It's a great tool. Just be careful. There is a caveat here. Don't send your kid to their room if that's where their TV, computer, and all their favorite toys are. <laughs> it's not much of a punishment at that point. Yeah. Um, so if I was a kid and I had all that stuff in my room, which I didn't when I was a kid, I would have said, yeah, absolutely. Send me to my room. That sounds great. I'll get in trouble more often. So some quick tips on setting rules and building consistency. Establish firm house rules. So curfew, screen time limits, etc. Have a routine. I don't know how many times we've said this in this darn podcast and in life in general. Kids thrive on routines from sleep to meal schedules and so on so that they know where the boundaries are. Also, ensure that punishments fit the crime. If a kid takes too long to get ready for the park, well, now they have less time to play at the park. You don't extend your play at the park time. Be consistent. This involves parents modeling the behavior as well. If you don't make your bed, how can you expect your kid to do it? Make sure that you have a clear rule, and if it's broken, there's a clear consequence every time it's violated. 
and be realistic. You don't want to smother your child with too many rules and you don't want to be too strict. A child might rebel or be very passive as they grow up because they're afraid to ever make a mistake. And remember not to take it to the extreme. Don't overreact to every mild rebellious moment as it will numb your kid to the actual issues and punishments. If you're mad all the time, mm-hmm. what angry doesn't, parent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, they just don't care anymore. You're just always angry, so they can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. It's also exhausting to be on your kid's case every minute of the day. Mm. It wears us out mentally. But keeping it moving in a positive direction so that you don't smother your kid make them gun-shy. Remember also to reward good behavior. Don't forget about positive reinforcement as it's psychology 101. People will do things that net positive results. We all want the best for our kids, but remember that you are the parent. You're not their buddy. The rules to your household are there for everyone and not just to make things easier on the parents or the kids. This week's call to order is to draft out the non-negotiable rules of your house. It doesn't have to be 10 or even 5. There could be three big rules for the house. No phones at the dinner table, no TV after 7 p.m., and your bed must be made every morning, etc. What rules do you have in place so that's not a free-for-all every day? Not only should you develop these rules, but you should communicate them and agree on them as a family. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive, all it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on Facebook at The Family Order. If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every Monday.